Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today I have the privilege of hosting Nimish Javeri. He's the president of HealthMart and senior vice president at McKesson. With 30 years of hands-on pharmacy experience, Neem is responsible for developing strategies supporting the goals and success of more than 5,000 HealthMart pharmacies. Neem works hard hand-in-hand with independently-owned HealthMart pharmacies to help them provide quality healthcare in their local communities. He began his career as a pharmacy technician and worked his way up to managing several pharmacies before moving to field operations, corporate pharmacy operations, pharmacy systems, and health services business development. It's important to understand what our options are in this field, both as consumers of healthcare and providers. And I thought it'd be a wonderful experience to have Neem on the podcast to to help educate us a little bit more about the the business and about how he and the group at HealthMart are making a difference. And so Neem, I want to give you a warm welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure uh, to be on with you. So, Neem, what would you say is something that I didn't talk about that you'd want to share with the listeners today? Well, uh, you know, I always start with who I am, and uh, that's a, uh, a proud son, a husband, and, and a father of two fantastic children. And I guess that's probably the, the biggest part that's, uh, that defines who I am. Love it, man. It's always nice to know your why and kind of why we do what we do. And family is definitely the center for me too, Neem. But, you know, if we hone in deeper on the why of healthcare, love to hear what got you into healthcare and um, just kind of find out a little bit more about you there. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, uh, you know, healthcare, it's one of those sectors in the community that really has a, a tremendous responsibility of, of providing care and true empathy. And as you can probably tell, I enjoy speaking to people. I enjoy being around people, and had an opportunity to uh, go into pharmacy school at uh, Rutgers University down in New Jersey, and um, never look back. I'll tell you, it's a profession, whether you're a physician, a nurse, a nurse practitioner, or pharmacist, here's the, the real crux of what they do, and that is they touch lives every day. Mm-hmm. And what more can you absolutely want when you get out of bed every morning is to be able to touch lives for the better. And that's what the medical sector does. And uh, I am absolutely proud to be a part of it. I'm proud to be a pharmacist and uh, uh, never look back. Yeah, that's that's uh, definitely a lot of truth there, Neem. And so as we focus on healthcare today, there's a lot of topics floating out there, value-based care, AI. What do you think is a hot topic that really matters and needs to be on health leaders' agendas today? And how are you guys tackling it? I'm assuming healthcare is complicated in our country, right? <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just a little, little bit. bit. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, but uh, no, there's a lot going on in healthcare, in pharmacy care, in medical care, in hospital care. But I know the biggest thing that I think should be on everyone's agenda is what the regulatory and legislative activity is going on. There are a lot of leaders in government, our legislators, that are trying to define how we provide healthcare through sort of, I say, the pen, mm-hmm. you know, the power of legislation. And Every provider, again, nurses, pharmacists, physicians, nurse practitioners, you name the provider that is in healthcare should pay attention and engage with their trade associations, with their legislators. So at the end of the day, the right legislation is written. Look, 
everyone's trying in my heart to do the right thing, uh, mm -hmm. which is true patient care at an affordable cost and accessible by everyone. And for providers, it's ultimately to allow providers to be providers. All those folks that I just named off, look, they're not administrators. They're not folks that sit there and went to school to document everything and, and work on a computer. They went to school to care for patients and to make their lives better. How do we create legislation in a regulatory environment that allows them to excel in that? That, to me, is probably the biggest thing that everybody should be worried about. because. You know, like I said, in the stroke of a pen, how you practice, the patients that you see, the amount of payments that they make, the access to you as a provider could change instantly. And so I think that's where the focus has to be. Everyone needs to be focused on. Yeah, it's a great call out, Neem. And it's hard, you know, I mean, administrations change and, and you know, who's going to be the next one in the musical chairs and, and, and consistency is a challenge. I mean, what, what would your advice be to the leaders listening to this today? How can your focus area become an actionable thing for them? And I'd say for all of us, right? I mean, I'm not just going to say them, it's all of us. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and here's what I would say. Number one, let's make sure that the two most important parts of healthcare are at the table. One is the patient, two is the provider. Include them, get advice from them, have them be part of the conversation, make them a part of the solution. That's at the end of the day who we're striving to make their lives easier, right? So make sure they're at the table. Two, don't overcomplicate things. Healthcare is complicated as it is. Let's try to simplify things. People's lives are extremely busy nowadays. The majority of the decisions in uh, U.S. households are being made by the female in the house. And she is busy. She's the CEO of her home. She's the CEO of her company. She's the CEO of her family. There's a lot on her plate. She's probably taking care of elders, her parents, or certainly her kids and, and her husband and, and her uh, significant other. Our job as healthcare providers and legislators is to make her life easier and ultimately make the patient's life easier. So that's what I would say to all of our leaders. Please don't make legislation in a vacuum. Make legislation that ultimately provides better care and includes those folks that are actually part of the system. That's those nurses, pharmacists, NPs, physicians, and everyone else in that ecosystem. That's my biggest advice. Great, great advice, Neem. And you know, the one thing that comes to mind and I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, expect an answer that gives the complete solution. But, you know, I just, I just got back from Europe and just talking to some of the folks out there and the, the payer system and how things are done. Like, what can we do about cost, man? I mean, what, what's on your mind about cost and, and doing better there? I've had an opportunity to spend some time in uh, Canada and Europe and, and mm -hmm. looking at their healthcare systems. And, you know, there's a lot of opinions, right? So I'll, oh, the sure. system is the right system or the Canadian system is the right system or the U.S. system. Look, every one of those systems and ecosystems have something that's great and something that can be improved. I think our job for as sure. we're redefining the U.S. healthcare system is to take the best of all of those. What's working in those countries that we can take and, and implement in the U.S. I think is, is uh, extremely important as we go forward. And, and so my take on this is how do we reduce costs First thing I think is we need to be looking at the waste that's in our system. You know, there's a statistic, uh, and I, I can't quote the actual study, but I think physicians spend over $70 billion a year 
in administration and billing services. Can we reduce that burden? Can we provide them with an easier way to bill for their services and take that cost out so we can actually reduce overall healthcare costs? I think that's the biggest thing is, is let's look at all of the waste that's occurring in our system. Take that out. I think that will translate to some, some better cost structures. You know, I can sit there and get into details about how the reimbursement structure looks and all of that. But in my opinion, I think it's, it's a lot of simple things, a lot of low-hanging fruit that we can go after. So I think that's one. Second is let's make sure that we're defining true care by metrics that actually can be impacted by the provider. Mm-hmm. So many times, again, if we start to define things in a vacuum, we start to define things in an idealistic way. And when it really gets to the field, into the system, and when we're starting to execute that, you realize you really can't execute it because it's unrealistic. So let's make sure that how we define care in terms of outcomes and measures that our providers can actually execute and they can actually drive better outcomes. So I think those are the two things that right off the top of my head uh, that I think we ought to be worried about. Waste and making sure that how we measure a performance of a provider is realistic, that they can actually attain. Some great, great ideas there, Neem. And, you know, again, appreciate your your thought on it. And I think it's um, great that you have the global perspective, having spent time in Canada and Europe to really inform of what, what else is out there. So I'd love to focus in on McKesson and the Mart that you, you're working on. This is a great opportunity for you to educate listeners on what you guys do. And also talk to us about how you guys are making a difference by doing things differently. Yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity to say that. You know, McKesson uh, Corporation, uh, believe it or not, is a 185-year-old organization. It is, as I say, it, the central nervous system of healthcare. At any given moment, at any given minute, McKesson, is touching lives every single day, whether it's through uh, critical operations that help the businesses of our providers or directly to the lives of their patients. So whether it's our distribution arm, whether it's our U.S. oncology arm, whether it's our pharmacy channels like HealthMart in the U.S., whether it's our Canadian operations and our European operations our medical surgical business, we are touching healthcare on a lot of different fronts. And every day, our folks wake up uh, with one thing in mind, is how do we make that patient care better and better, one patient, one product, one partner at a time. And that's, that's really where our focus is. HealthMart, as you mentioned, is a part of McKesson. That is our independent pharmacy franchise in the U.S. It's a little over 5,000 stores. And uh, All of them are independently owned by the owners, and many of them are pharmacists themselves, and they just do a stellar job. They're in the community. They've been there for years in many cases. Many of them are generational owners. So, you know, the grandfather, the father, the son, or the grandmom, the mother and the daughter, whatever the case is, they're owning those pharmacies, and they provide pharmaceutical care in, in their communities. So, When you look at McKesson as a whole, we are in the back, we're behind the scenes in many instances, but we know full well all 70,000 team members at McKesson that everything that we do every minute impacts someone's life in healthcare. And that's a powerful, powerful responsibility that we have. Wow, that's really interesting. I had no idea the company was 180 years old. And I always thought about McKesson as like software. You know, that's kind of, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's where people typically pigeonhole McKesson, but 
that's what I thought. And uh, it's very, very interesting to hear about this and to know the impact that you guys have in the um, pharmacy benefit space. And so you guys are doing some really unique things. I'd uh, love to hear from you, uh, Neem, what maybe a setback that you guys had and, and what you learned from it to make you guys better. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think I wouldn't say a setback, but I, I do think that healthcare right now is impacting every part of the world and certainly in the U.S. And the biggest challenges that we have right now in the U.S. is is drug prices. And we as McKesson continue to ensure that we are operationally as efficient as possible, uh, that we're developing technology or we're developing services that ultimately help patients obtain their medications, uh, have access to their medications through their pharmacies, uh, through their physicians. So everything that we're doing, whether it's it's continuing to operate our distribution centers in the utmost efficient manner with the highest level of compliance on all regulations and requirements, whether it's providing our pharmacies with the right services so they can keep the health of their patient at the highest level so we keep the health of their business at the highest level. And so that's what we're continuing to do and and we continue to uh, put our efforts on. So we become a part of the solution. And we are what we believe is a part of the solution, which is providing patients with the needed care, needed pharmaceuticals that they need at the right time, at the right access. And so no doubt, right? I mean, there's been an increased focus on price and, and, you know, markups and things like that. So it's great to hear about some of the efforts that you guys have and, and mitigating that. What about the other side, right? We talked about a challenge, but what about a, one of the most proud experiences or moments that your division of McKesson has experienced? What is it? Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm going to give you one that was most recent. Uh, in fact, uh, sure. we just made a, a press release uh, uh, this last week, but we support the U.S. Oncology Network as part of the McKesson organization. Uh, in the U.S. oncology research. As you know, cancer continues to be a, um, a deadly condition and a condition that impacts many, many, many lives in the U.S. So we just, in Chicago, was the American Society of Clinical Oncology annual meeting this past weekend. And investigators working with the U.S. Oncology Network, uh, the U.S. Oncology Research, and McKesson, we actually presented 60 different research abstracts on sarcoma, uh, non-small cell metastatic lung cancer, and so on and so forth, ultimately to provide the right information through our systems, through our research channel, and then bring that back into the ecosystem so we can make some good decisions on, on therapy for, for patients that have cancer, and subsequently, how do we start to use that for research to try to address some of the needs of, of cancer patients? Uh, we just released that. I think it's a big deal as a practitioner myself, and that, you know, when you bring together multiple entities in the healthcare systems to try to address serious issues like cancer, I think you will ultimately get the right solution. That's some some great work there, Neem. And and so how did you guys come up with that? I mean, to even begin there and and focus on education there. The U.S. Oncology Network, uh, which is part of the uh, McKesson family, we help almost 12, 1,300 independent physicians deliver that value-based care, that integrated care to patients. And what we're doing is we're working with them to ensure that what they're seeing in the marketplace, what they're seeing with their patients, that we can actually take that information and then bring it back into the broader ecosystem. We believe that working with various entities, whether it's pharma, whether it's oncology practices, whether it's other parts of healthcare, uh, like health systems and things of that nature, 
you know, bringing that, those practices together and bringing uh, that information together, in, my, in our opinion, ultimately will get us to the right place in terms of making the right decisions for healthcare. Uh, so it's a big deal for us. We also participate in clinical trials with pharma. So again, how do we help pharma have access to the right patients, right providers, so they can conduct those clinical trials. We have somewhere in the range of uh, 75, 76,000 patients that are supported in, in over 1,600 clinical trials right now working with pharma. Again, what we're trying to do is to basically say, listen, how do we bring providers, pharmacists, patients, and other parts of the system together to ultimately make the right decision and to grab the right data so we can make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the magic of McKesson is we touch a lot of facets of healthcare and we have the ability to bring all of that together. So that's very exciting. As you can tell, I get very passionate about this because at the end of the day, (laughs) this really is what we went into healthcare for. Love it. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an exciting thing to to work on. And, and, and so if you were to pick any exciting project or focus uh, that you guys are working on to tell the listeners more about, what would it be? Well, we have one coming up uh, in, in June. We have something called IdeaShare. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's go on the same theme of bringing providers and folks together. Uh, so in June, we have a uh, big conference called IdeaShare 2019, mm-hmm. where we'll have three, 4,000 people there of pharmacists, um, owners, customers, patients to bring together and, and, and have a dialogue about healthcare, have a dialogue about what HealthMart can do for you, have a dialogue about what McKesson can do. And then we also bring in partners outside of McKesson that are in the healthcare world. So we give them access to those same providers and pharmacists and patients and things of that nature. I think it's very exciting when we can get like I said, people that are experiencing the healthcare system together and start to debate ideas, uh, start to debate issues, and, and hopefully come out with solutions uh, that we can go execute. That's really exciting, Neem. And, and so it's in June. You have a date and maybe uh, a shout out for the listeners, maybe a place where they could go check it out? Yeah, it's in the last week of June, 27th through the 30th. Uh, it's in Orlando. And uh, if there are any folks that are interested that are wanting to go, you can reach out to us uh, at McKesson and at HealthMart, and uh, we'll send you all of the appropriate registration uh, uh, documents and things of that nature. Awesome. And so, Neem, if you wanted, we could also, within the show notes of today's podcast, leave a link for them to easily access all of that. You just have to give it to me, and we'll plug it in afterwards. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that'd be great. So, really cool stuff, Neem. And, and uh, there's nothing like the power of, of getting stakeholders together to share ideas and best practices. So kudos to you and your team for, for putting IdeaShare together, for, for working with the U.S. Oncology Network and really doing a big thing and, and bringing best practices to, to pharmacy and, and, and the way we tackle these things. So awesome work, man. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Believe me, I, I just get to talk about it. Uh, the real folks <laughs> are in the stores and in our practices and, and that are taking care of patients every single day. So I, I just have the, the honor of uh, being able to talk about that for them. Representing. And so, um, well, we're here at the lightning round. So I've got a couple questions for you, Name, followed by your favorite book that you'd recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Focus on providing low cost and convenient care. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Overcomplicating healthcare. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Work and share as a team. 
What is one area of focus that drives everything in your company? To improve care in every setting. As I said, one product, one partner, and one patient at a time. Love that. And these, these next two names are more on a personal note for the listeners to get to know you. What's your number one health habit? My number one health habit is I am a avid Orange Theory uh, oh. fan, and nice. I go there two to three times a week. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I uh, watch my uh, my uh, app on that uh, every day. Uh, it's it's a great program and keeps me active and and keeps me healthy. That's that's a good one, and and definitely uh, metric based. There's no way to hide how you're doing. It's all on the screen, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and. Uh, I'm a little bit of a type A also, so I compete with myself pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I did it a couple times, Neem, and it's pretty intense, man. I was, I got to admit, it's pretty intense. It, it is. It is. My wife and I both do it, so it becomes uh, stay healthy and date night at the same time. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a good way to do it. That's yeah. a good way to do it. And uh, this last one is, what is your number one success habit? I wake up quite early and sort of start the day early. I've done that for years. And, uh, you know, I just hate uh, when you're behind the eight ball, you feel like you're behind the eight ball. So, you know, get out Mm -hmm. of bed, get the day started and start making a difference. Love that, man. Powerful. And uh, what book would you recommend to the listeners? You know, that's a great question. There's a lot of books uh, that that are great. uh, But I I have to pick one from my high school days. uh, And that's Uh The Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, by Harper Lee. Uh, you know, there's a, it's a classic, right? Uh, yeah. In the world. But I think we forget about books like that. What a fantastic way of showing life's lessons and, mm. and providing life's lessons, right? Uh, you know, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, and as one of the, the uh, uh, individuals in the book, Atticus, for me, that, that is the epitome of how we should all act, right? Courage is not letting the odds uh, stop you, right? Uh, doing the right yep. thing should always guide you. And, and so I think that's a great book. Uh, I hope high schools continue to have that as part of their reading list because I think there's a lot to learn from that book. And a, and a great uh, one to resuscitate for everybody listening. And if you haven't read it, uh, one to definitely pick up. Uh, great recommendation, yeah. Neem. Thank you. Thank you. So, Neem, incredible. I mean, I've really enjoyed our time together. It's never long enough. But here at the end, I'd love if you could just leave the listeners with a call to action, a closing thought, and the best place where they could continue the conversation. Uh, Well, thanks for that opportunity. First of all, thank you again for this time. Here's what I I will leave you with. And and whether it's in healthcare, I know we spoke a lot about healthcare, but uh, in life in general, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. Who's your team? I hate to say it, but uh, I'm a New York Yankees fan. I know, <laughs> I know that causes all sorts of uh, reactions. <laughs> um, uh, but I we, won't, up, we won't hold it against you, Neil. Yeah, okay, yeah. I grew up about 20 minutes outside of uh, the Bronx in uh, New Jersey. And uh, so I've been a New York Yankees fan for all my life. So I love saying quotes from baseball players. And, and one of the uh, greatest baseball players is Jackie Robinson. And, mm-hmm. and he said it the best, right? He said, look, life is not a spectator sport going to spend the whole life in the grandstands just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. And, and to me, that is the epitome of everything that we should all be doing is, is get out of the grandstands. Come on, let's go make a difference. Let's go make an impact on people's lives. In this case, in healthcare, I think Jackie said it the best. Uh, so I will leave you all with that thought. And then lastly, uh, would love to continue the conversation with any of you and, and Saul with yourself as well. I'm available through all sorts of means. You can contact me through LinkedIn uh, or through 
my Twitter handle, which is NimJ, N-I-M-J, or certainly my email at uh, njaveri13 at gmail.com, or, or certainly my McKesson email, which is uh, nemish.javeri at mckesson.com. Outstanding. Again, thank you. No, it's a, it's a pleasure, Neem. And, and folks, take that message to heart. You know, life is not a spectator sport. If you're listening to this, the likelihood is high that you're a leader in this business and in this field that we've chosen of healthcare. And so, Neem, thank you so much. And folks, listen and get out there and play. So thank you so much. And, and to all the listeners, thank you for your time. I hope we continue the conversation. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.